0: 12 years, you didn't even know you had a son. But then one day, I ran away from military school to look for you. And I'll never forget the words you said when your eyes met mine. You're my what? Mrs. Stratton? Yeah. Are you Edward Stratton III? That's me. Pleased to meet you. Hi. I'm your son.
1: To join this man and this woman in holy matrimony. Will you, Edward, take this woman as your lawful and wedded wife? I will. And will you, Kate, take this man as your lawful and wedded husband? I will. With this ring,
2: I thee wed. I now pronounce you husband and wife
0: face to face, a couple of silver spoons, hoping to fly, we're two of a kind, making it go,
2: making it grow, together, we're gonna find our way. Hey there everybody, Angela Bowen here, the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. Well... The time has come, and I'm sorry and sad to admit this, but this is the final episode of the Together We're Going to Find Our Way, an official Silver Spoons podcast. We've come to the end with Season 5, Episode 23, Edward's Big Adventure, and the series finale, Season 5, Episode 24, entitled Let It Snow, Let It Snow. I am very sad because I've been on this journey for over two years now, and I just, I love the show, and I have had a fun time covering these episodes, and I hope that you all have had a fun time listening to them over the last two years, so. The first episode, as I said, that I'm going to be talking about is Season 5, Episode 23, entitled, Edward's Big Adventure, which aired March 3rd, 1987. Bored by being left home alone, Edward ventures out to a bar he used to frequent in college, but loses his wallet while dealing with a pool shark. I was just talking to Jeremy last night about this. (laughs) I'm just like, really? This is the second to the last episode ever of the show, and this is what you want to do? This better be a heck of an episode. Let's see, we got some guest stars here. Who in the holy mooly is this person? Oh my who is that person? We got Paul Lieber as Pool Shark. Doesn't even get a name. We got Mickey Morton as Bartender. We have Charlie Dell as Zach. Robert Briscoe Evans as Larry. Mindy Seeger as Darla. Of course, we do have Brad. And Shannon Long Lonsway as Tori Langston. So I'm guessing we do get some of Rick and... Kate, for a little bit, or do we just not get... I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, I've always said I don't watch the episodes ahead of time, so I don't know. This episode was directed by John C. Guilia, S-G-U-E-G-L-I-A. Raiders, David W. Duclan, the creator, Ron Levitt, Michael G. Moy, Jim Giogan, Danny Callis, Howard Leeds, Ben Starr, and Martin Cohen. The many people that make up the show Silver Spoons. That work behind the scenes, six point nine out of ten rating. Okay. Stand by your man, performed by Tammy White by Net. Bleh, I can't talk. Tammy Wynette. So I'm guessing this might be a song that is played like when he walks into the bar. So of course, before I go on to discuss this episode in further detail, I do want to let you know where you can find the podcast on social media, Facebook has its own Facebook page. Together we're going to find our way on Unofficial Silver Spoons Podcast. Also on Instagram Silver Podcast. Now that the series I'm this is the end of me covering it I will be maybe posting here and there a little bit but not nearly as frequently. Not that the show is is done. Maybe I'll post pictures every once in a while from like the other past seasons and do a trivia thing of, you know who, what a- this episode's from or something to that effect. But, uh, yes, from here on out after this, I am going to continue in January with the Different Strokes to Move the World podcast that will be a weekly podcast, just like Silver Spoons has been. But I will only be doing singular <laughs> episodes at some point during, because there are eight seasons of Different Strokes. I might double up on some down the road. There are some episodes I absolutely refuse to cover just because they were, I could not get through them the first time. And it's not that they were (coughs) It's not so much I have a problem with them, it's just that they were extremely, horribly terrible. Like, the couple that episodes I have to deal with Mr. Drummond's friend, I can't even think of his name, something to do with a radio show and it ended up being some type of a spinoff, Larry something or other I, I'm i not doing those episodes, I can't I couldn't get through them the first time especially the Thanksgiving episode which I didn't even get through so I won't be covering that one another one um, in season 1 that I'm not covering is Retrospective it's season 1 episode 8, it's basically an entire episode based on the first 7 episodes of the show, so I won't be covering that one Also, the other one, and again, I don't know what this one's called, but something to do with Conrad, Conrad Bain, who plays Philip Drummond, his twin brother in real life plays a woman, and Dana Plato ends up playing, like, the... The nephew to Philip Drummer, some something weird like that, and it's just I'm I could not I could not finish it. It was horrid. It was appalling. It was I, I, I <sighs> the thing in 2019 I watched Different Strokes for the first time with the DVDs, and then I wasn't looking at the synopsis. I was not looking at IMDb. I'm like whatever the episode title is, I'm just gonna go with it and that's going to be the episode. I I don't want to be spoiled. I was like, oh, this will be interesting. So, yeah, we're going to do that. I'm going to have fun, just like with, um... Now, when the Punky Brewster reboot comes out next year, how I'm going to be doing that is I am going to maybe be doing two episodes at a time after I've watched it in completion for my own enjoyment first, and then I'll go back and review it. But if that's the case, more than likely, then Full House is going to be reduced to two episodes a month while I'm covering Punky Brewster episodes. But that I will cross that bridge when I come to it. Alright, without further ado, let's jump into the first of the final two episodes of Silver Spoons. And this is I've already forgotten the title. (laughs) Edward's Big Adventure. Is this supposed to be like a, a knockoff, like, Pee-wee's Big Adventure? We'll find out. Why did we never, ever, ever get this episode of them flipping through the photo album? It seems like it's only done for the theme song, like, back in season four. But I'm like, why? That looks like it could be part of an episode, but I've never, ever... Gosh, now that I think about it, I don't think we've ever gotten a f- real flashback episode. Other shows do them, but I don't know. I just, I don't know. Alright, looks like we finally, we have not seen a new toy that Edwards created in quite a while. It looks like a weird poor man's version of a Rubik's Cube. Mm. <laughs> it that that is like a Rubik's here. oh it had sound effects but dad did I just do another route. fidget
0: widget fanfare? you sure did fidget, I just put widget. another one together another one? fidget widget oh, that's amazing I haven't even come close to putting one of them together
1: well son you know I've always had a certain hand eye coordination your depth, visual perception you also invented the stupid thing
0: <laughs> well that helps I'll get it you know dad I've never seen you so excited about one of your toys hey I've never had a toy with such a big
1: head before you know our commercial? Get with it. Fidget with a fidget
2: widget. Oh, my gosh. I'm thinking of a fidget spinner.
0: Mr. Edward Stratton? Uh, oh, no, he's, he's getting... right
2: in here. Come on in. I bet anything that's like... You know our Edward Stratton?
0: Do. Yeah, it's me.
1: This is for you, sir. Oh, what is it? A summons. Oh, man. A what? My client, Derek Marshall, is suing you for $10 million. What? What?
0: Ten million dollars? Dad, what did you do? It is our contention that your fidget widget is a direct ripoff of
1: my client's Goofy Cube. What? That's impossible! I invented the fidget widget all by myself in the Eddie Toys lab, I swear. You'll get your chance to swear in court. Oh, this is terrible. My company has sold millions of these. My wife's going to Washington to negotiate the foreign rights today. The lawsuit's going to ruin everything. Is there anything my
0: dad can do? Well,
1: there is one thing. Uh, you could take this lawsuit and all correspondence relating to it. Yeah, put it all in a brown paper bag.
0: Well, a brown that?
1: paper bag. Then swing it over your head and cackle like a chicken. <laughs>
0: Middle Yeah, <laughs> we got you. <laughs> Hook, line,
2: and sinker. <laughs> is this a high schooler. Middle cool.
0: You dirty <laughs> Dad, this is Larry. He works in the butcher shop. <laughs>
1: Ew. Oh, I thought I smelled pork chops.
0: All right, <laughs> oh, better get to work. Well, Larry, thanks a lot. You were great. Oh, anytime.
2: <laughs>
0: I will not believe you went to all that trouble To pull an April Fool's joke Oh, come on, Dad After how you got me last year? Itching powder in my jockey shorts
1: Ew
0: <laughs> Yeah, that was great <laughs> Well, just remember April Fool's lasts all day long Well, thanks for telling me Because now I'll be watching out for you There's no way you're going to get me, Dad <laughs> Yeah, now right we'll see. No, no, no No way well I'm on my way here's the number where I can be reached Mm -hmm. so what are you going to do tonight while I'm gone
1: oh I don't know maybe catch up on my reading watch a little TV
0: well if you get lonely why don't you give Dexter a call or maybe you could call one of your other friends yeah I'll pull out my little black book (laughs) well it's hard to read a little black book with two black eyes (laughs)
2: like
1: I said I'll watch TV yeah
2: so yeah like I said what he's the fidget widget looks just—it looks like a bigger version of a Rubik's cube, and I'm just—the fact that it's called fidget widget immediately, what came into mind? The fidget spinner looks nothing like the fidget widget. This is just basically a square, a cube that you you know turn, and then all the sides are the same color. That's that is a hundred percent a Rubik's cube, but any, anyway. Rick comes in, and he's like, gosh, I haven't even gotten the thing to, to work right, and this is the second one that you've put together, and Rick brings in this guy, and I had no I thought this was for real. This guy says that he's, Edward's been subpoenaed by someone who's going to sue him for $10 million, because he came up with a goofy globe or the goofy whatever. And then <laughs> he tells Edward what he can do is like, like get a sack and like uh, throw it over his shoulder and cackle like a chicken or something. And Rick, they all start laughing. Well, Rick and the guy start laughing. Because it's an April Fool's joke. Which is funny because this episode... This episode came out in March 3rd. And I think it's really weird with this setup on IMDb with the air dates. It's just, they're all over the place. We got some that are like February 16th. February 23rd, February 25th, February 16th, February 17th, the 26th, the 27th, March 2nd, March 3rd. And it's almost like they were rushing to get the rest of these out for whatever. It's like, it's March. Sweeps doesn't start in, what, it's February and then it's also May. So I don't get why were they rushing to get it out. So you still had, like, a couple months left. Why were you... throwing them out, the episodes out almost daily instead of weekly. I don't understand. But it turns out, this is an April Fool's joke that Rick planned for Edward, and he got the butcher some uh, that works at the grocery store to pose as a lawyer. <laughs> and he's getting his dad back because the past year for April Fool's Edward put like some itching powder and rick's jockey shorts which basically his underwear which i think that is disgusting not to mention that sounds like something a friend would do over a father doing that to their son which is d- and everett says that he's going to washington to negotiate the rights for like it to be the fidget widget to be sent overseas and stuff and be sold into like foreign markets and everything like that so but she says well while I'm gone why don't you go call up Dexter or one of your other friends and go hang out and Eber says well I could always get out my little black book and she's like well it's gonna be hard to read and then he says why and she says well because you'll have two black eyes I'm like "Woo, girl go <laughs> he's like yeah, I'll just stay home and watch TV then or read <laughs> Looks like he's coming home with the mail in his briefcase, so he's coming back home from work, so how'd that go? Hey, Rick,
0: there's a letter here for you. Oh, come on, Dad, I'm not going to fall for that old dad.
1: It's not an April Fool's joke, it's a letter.
0: Yeah, right. (laughs) It is?
2: It doesn't even look like it's sealed.
1: little suspicious, are we?
2: Well, Well, Dad,
1: do you blame me? <laughs> what is hey, it but since kate's away tonight why don't you and me take in a movie together huh we go down to that place with the eight
0: movies in it the octoplex uh-uh no 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 dad i'm not falling for that trick for what The old take him down to the octoplex and drive away trick <laughs> no way will you stop this come on i just want to spend some time with my son yeah right well dad i can't tonight really i'm awfully busy well what if i tag along no. Well, Dad, I'm going down to the mall with my buddies. You know, pick up girls. Great. When do we leave?
2: <laughs> no, I'm you glad. can't come.
0: Just kidding.
2: No one wants their parents okay. hang out with them and their friends.
1: You go ahead. Have a good time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll be fine.
2: Oh, give me
0: a break, Dad. Well, okay then. See you later, Dad. yeah Bye.
2: <laughs> okay. Is he really that bored? He has nothing to do outside of his wife and kid. Well, you could play that piano there that never gets touched by anybody. Thank you. Play the piano one last time before the show ends. Is he gonna play Stand By Your Man? But you just play the dang piano already?
1: i don't know how to play the piano then
2: why is it there for a um, conversation People.
1: piece dax <laughs> yes, i'm glad to see you well it's nice to see you too listen i just came by with these papers for kate will you see that she gets them as I soon as she returns sure will hey what's your big hurry guy huh why don't you hang around a while come on we can make a night of it hey we haven't done that in ages yeah. done what You know, sat around in our undershirts, drank some beer, (laughs) watching the wrestling on the tube. Well, I sort of had a date. No problem, bring her over. Oh, she'd love that. The three of us sitting around in undershirts drinking beer. Yeah, that wouldn't be so good, huh? (laughs) Well, have a good time. I'm planning on it. (laughs) You know what I'm going to do? This is a good opportunity for me to call a bunch of my old pals. You know, I got guys I haven't seen in years, a Rolodex full of them. That's the spirit, Edward. Reach out and touch someone. That's what I'm going to do. Okay, (laughs) we've
2: already heard that. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) He comes in, of course, he's got the mail and tells Rick that he's got a letter. We don't find out anything about this letter And Rick is still a little nervous. He's, like, on edge, like, oh, my gosh, my dad's going to play an April Fool's Day joke because, you know, it goes all day long. And he's, like, looking around the corner of the top of the stairs, like, is there a bucket that's going to be filled with, like, sludge and, like, it's going to fall on me? And he comes down and he says that he's going to go hang with his friends at the mall Because Edward was saying, like, hey, Rick, why don't we go to the movies, the Octoplex that has, like, eight movies. And Rick's like, I'm not falling for the old Octoplex trick where you, like, leave me there and drive off. So he is so paranoid that his dad is going to play a trick on him. He doesn't want anything to do with him. Like me and the buddies are gonna go to the mall, you know, check out girls. And Edward's like, "Oh great, when, when do we leave?" It's like he doesn't want to go to the mall. Yeah, I bet he and his friends want to hang out with their friend's dad. That is, that's not fun. He can cramp their style. So he's like, "Don't really go off, son, and leave me here by myself." Edward's just kind of wandering around like he's never been in his house by himself before and he doesn't know how to handle it because he's like looking at a couple books that are on the table behind the couch and he sits down at the piano and I'm like, oh great, they're going to play the piano one final time because the last time we got that was the last episode of season four, the first and only time they had played the piano. He goes down to sit and I'm like, okay, great, we're going to get someone playing the piano one last time. And he's like, I don't know how to play the piano. I'm like, why do you have it there then? to just set pictures on? Because that's all that's on there, pictures. And it's basically a conversation piece whenever they have a... No. Okay, I've seen them have parties before. No one's playing the piano and nobody is talking about the piano. It's just... It's just there in the background for funsies. You know. I fill up the space in the background. Let's throw a piano in there. They'll take up the majority of the the space. Dexter comes over. He's got papers for Kate to sign and Ever barely lets him leave. Like, hey, come on. We haven't hung out in ages. Sit here with me. You know, let's chat. We'll take off our... You know, we'll be in our tank tops, and we'll be drinking beer, you know like we do. And Dexter's like, oh, as fun as that sounds, I actually have a date. And Edward says, well, bring her over! He's like, yeah, I'm sure my date would love to hang around in her undershirt, and we'll all just drink beer. So, he takes off, and Edward's like, you know what? I haven't talked to my buddies in, like, years. I got a whole Rolodex full of friends I haven't seen in, like, 20-plus years. Yes, I'm sure they're all busy with their wives, kids significant others lives activities they i bet anything he's not gonna find anybody in their role decks that is gonna want to do any like edward who oh from first grade yeah no i'm busy i have a life my wife needs attention so yeah oh my kid wants me to watch a movie with him so we're gonna do that sorry good luck
1: all righty all righty let's see here we'll start right in on the a's anderson joe anderson boy i haven't seen him in years. Oh, uh, he probably will a brisky
0: <laughs> no one
1: remembers him yeah hello is this the brisky residence nope zach hey this is ed stratton hey how you doing buddy yeah you doing anything tonight are you busy i'm not either Hey, what was the name of that little jazz club <laughs> that we used to hang around in over in Freeport? The Mellow Note—that was the one. Yeah, you want to meet me there? You want to have a couple of drinks or something? We could listen to some cool jazz. No. What? Eight o'clock? Well, I'll wait for you. Yeah. at okay, Yeah. There's always something up. fun happening at the Mellow Note. Sometimes. <laughs> oh my god!
2: It's a bar. <laughs> It's just some podium bar. Oh, there we go, stand by your man. Where's your buddy? Where's uh, your friend Zach? Is this the right place? Dude, how long has it been? 20 plus years? Oh, they're gonna beat you up, walking in there in a suit. Like, dude, are you in the right place? This place
1: has sure changed in the last 10 years. Who are you? Life has changed. What do you have? Oh, Oh, uh, 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 Brandy Alexander, (laughs) please. How come I'm not surprised? (laughs) Maybe I'll just have a beer.
2: Well, so that's probably all they serve. That's probably your only option. (laughs) Who's that lady? She looks like Blossom, only not Blossom. <laughs> dude, I'm married. Lady, I'm married.
0: <laughs>
1: ah, thank you. You know, I used to come in this place and...
2: <laughs> oh, dude, I got stuff to do. Oh, she's gonna hit on him? hi.
0: I'm Darla.
2: Button say you want to play? Win.
1: Huh? Cool.
2: Cool. Rambo is a. a
1: no, no thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for someone. Aren't we all? Can I buy you a drink?
0: I'm already uh, drinking a
1: beer. No thanks. I'm drinking this one. Then why don't you buy me one? oh sure sure uh here what are you drinking just a perrier with a double shot of vodka
2: (laughs) dude you really should have dressed down for no bar. how you doing want to
0: play a little ball?
1: dollar a game buck game
2: Oh, sure. he's going to get so hustled here. Alright, so Edward's going through his Rolodex. He starts with the A's, we flash, and he's on the Z's. He manages to find somebody named Zach who he hasn't talked to in like 20 plus years. And they go to some mellow note place that plays jazz. He goes there and finds out... <laughs> he even goes out, steps outside like, am I in the right place? It's a dingy, disgusting bar. And he comes in, of course, wearing a suit jacket and a button-down. I'm like, dude, you're in a bar. You really should have dressed down, because they're going to take you for all you've got. So (laughs) he wants to get some special type of fancy drink, and it's like, dude, we sell beer here. Do you want a beer? (laughs) And, of course, this lady who's got curly, dark hair, who kind of looks like Blossom, but not starts hitting on him and says, hey, you want me to buy you a beer? And he's like, oh, I got got a beer here. She's like, well, can you buy me one? And he's like, yeah, sure. And she says something about some type of drink with a couple shots of vodka in it. And then she's kind of, she's eyeing the guy who's playing pool, who is the one that asks Edward if he wants to play like a a buck a game, and Edward's like, yeah, sure, I can do a buck a game, yeah. And the way that she looks at this guy, is like, oh, Edward, you are so gonna get taken to the cleaners, buddy. You, ooh, he, I mean, granted, he didn't know how much, I mean, he hadn't been to this place in over 20 plus years. Of course, it's probably gonna change. It's not gonna be, a uh, probably some jazz club that he went to out of college. It's a dive bar. Moe's Bar on the Simpsons looks up more upscale than this. I know he's expecting to meet a friend, which whether his friend comes or not, or arrives or not later, who knows. I'm sure his friend stood him up like, yeah, sure, I'll be there. Not... And Edward apparently wins again. I guess he's good at pool. Or what is this little hustle thing? I thought the plot was he was going to lose his wallet. Or is it, hey, you're pretty good. Let's go double or nothing. And this is where the pool hustler turns the tables on him and takes him for all he's worth. So far, I mean, like I said, this episode is the second to last episode ever. 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 And this is what they decide to go with? I mean, yeah, I don't mind seeing Edward one last time and his hot daddy self, but uh, (laughs) this episode is kind of (laughs) stinkerous. Well, but then again, we'll see how it goes. Maybe we'll get to, like, Rick with his friends or something for a minute, because this is Now, it's no Barbarians episode. I will say that flat out right now. We all know I rated that, like, a one star. And that is the lowest I've ever rated anything. Even the Mr. President episode in season two only got a two star out of five. So, we'll see. It's still early on in the episode, so we'll see. There's got to be more to it than this guy just hustles Edward and takes all of his money. Let me guess, he takes his watch, too, right? Like, Edward is just, I mean, but that's how Edward dresses if he's going somewhere. He's used to, because he said something about this bar being over in, like, Fremont or somewhere. I don't know where that is in location, New York. Or, um, Shallow Springs, New York, where they live. Don't they also live off of Long Island? Because the Seavers also live off of Long Island as well. So... Hey, maybe they're not too far away from the Seavers. Hey, the Strattons and the Seavers. <sighs> That's
1: why uh, $20. I'm afraid so.
2: Is she waitress or is she just hanging out there?
1: You're fast, Eddie. Fast, Eddie. Great nickname.
2: is that a movie?
1: Eddie uh, the hey, sandwich. come on. You keep practicing. You're going to get there. I know. I could feel myself getting better. as we're playing now. Yeah, it's going to take I a little more. I know I could beat you well now let's up the stakes
2: oh yeah that guy looks like a rugged richard gear like hey let's take that watch of yours for payment oh he is flat out hustling him even that older man who was a out was uh now watching he's kicking (laughs) your butt edward
0: you owe me 400
1: bucks
2: Hopefully, you brought it.
1: Yeah. Unless you want to make it double or nothing. No. 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 For... No, no, no I, I think I'll just uh, he
2: settle is up. He's so right now. out of his league right now. Of course, his wallet's gone because she took it.
1: That's strange. Why? I was... can't find my wallet. Why would you leave your wallet in your jacket? Oh, wait a minute. Now I put my
2: wallet in my jacket. It's gone now, buddy. Way and to I go. I took
1: it off to play pool and I put it right here on this chair next to.
2: Darla. Yep, yep, he took Darla, it.
1: Where's Darla? Who's Darla? Oh great. Lost your wallet. Gee, that's too bad.
2: They are gonna yeah, shish kebab you. For you. <laughs> oh, oh boy, here they are gonna beat you senseless, buddy. Yeah. You're gonna wind up with two black eyes. Oh they flat out hustled him, buddy. You should have walked away after you won that game. Because the guy, of course, he hustles him. He's like, you owe me four hundred dollars. So Edward, being Edward and out of his element, stupidest thing he could have done puts his jacket with his wallet inside his jacket on a chair that's sitting ne- who was sitting like, it was sitting next to that lady Darla, the one who looks like a dark hair curly haired blossom, and. <laughs> Yeah, they, well, he, the hustler who looks like a rugged Richard Gere is like, hey, we could go double or nothing, and Edward, of course, knows when to quit. He should have freaking quit after he won. And even the bartender, who's this hulking, like, six foot five tall big beef dude, is towering over him, and it's like, rugged Richard Gere here's got that pool cube and lord knows what he's gonna do with it with you oh my gosh (sighs) i'm surprised they don't say hey well since you don't have the 400 why don't you give me your watch as partial payment they are gonna kick his butt dude oh man you are on the wrong side of town Oh, wait a minute. No, that one dude, whenever came in, the old man was passed out. He's still passed out. That, there was a different old dude who was actually at the bar who was looking over. Oh, this is going to be, how's he going to talk? Is he going to get beat up with that pool stick? I'm worried. It's family night television, so I don't think they're going to do anything um, extremely horrible to him with that pool pu, pu, pool stick. <laughs> Q-stick, whatever you whatever you call it.
1: No, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Come on. Guys. Come oh my gosh, more guys
2: or, are coming to find him.
0: Man? They're
2: gonna kick your <laughs> butt, man. You really Might should we? not have been in there.
0: <laughs> of course we uh, uh, are. <gasps> no. You give me my money and Jake here doesn't stuff you in the corner pocket.
1: <laughs> no, yeah
0: no, look,
1: I'm I'm good for it. Come on, honest. I- I'm Edward Stratton the III.
0: They don't know me. And you. I'm Henry VIII. <laughs> Off with his head. Never heard of him.
1: I the money. Where? At home. Am okay. In safe. And I suppose you want us to let you leave so you can go get the money and bring it back here. Perfect. And I won't be more than 20 minutes. No.
2: Hey. Sorry, buddy. I don't think so. <laughs> That's not how this works.
1: Okay. 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 Fine. Fine. Uh, could I make a phone call? Even the police let you do that. Be my guest.
2: Who's he gonna call? Dexter? Have Dexter come down and deal with this? Or Rick? Although Rick's at the mall. Oh, he doesn't
1: Can even oh, dude.
2: Okay, um, yeah, looks... <laughs> He, of course, is like, well, I'm good for it. I got money. And they're like, oh, yeah, so you expect me to let you just go to your house, get it, and come back here? No, 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 no. And Edward says, well, what about a phone call? I mean, even prisoners get a phone call. Can I get a phone call? And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. So he goes, and of course, he doesn't have any change on him. Of course he doesn't. What's he going to call? Collect? I didn't think that existed in 87. (laughs) How's it? And we go back. Okay, thank you. We have the boys coming back. Rick, Alfonso, and Brad. My guess is Edward is going to call and the boys are all going to run down there and this is going to be fun times and more entertainment because just watching Edward lose his wallet at this dive bar is not enough for me to even rate this three stars so come on let's pump up the excitement here silver spoons this is the second to last episode ever i want excitement thrills chills and spills how could you be so stupid we were this close to getting somewhere with those girls
0: hey i gave them my best line Brad, that wasn't a good line. What did he hey, say? Yo, babes, you want to go mud wrestling? No, Brad. Okay, that's gotta Brad. be his dad. I'll get
2: it. That's gotta be Edward.
0: Hello,
1: Rick. Thank God you're there. Dad? Yeah, I was afraid you'd still be out, son.
2: Oh no, we're home
0: early. Thanks to Brad. <laughs> so, where are you?
1: I'm over in Freeport in a bar oh, called the Mellow Note. And listen, would you do me a favor, son? A favor? yeah see this woman stole my wallet a woman stole your wallet (laughs) yeah and i want you to go to the safe and get out four (laughs) hundred dollars four hundred dollars yeah son just get the money bring it over to the mellow note it's at 537 chapman street
0: dad should i put this in a brown paper bag and cackle like a chicken (laughs) what you know dad you've got to get up pretty early in the morning to pull one over on the ricker Oh my God! We got a ricker. Listen, ricker. Oh, yeah, that it was a nice try, but better luck next time.
2: No, no hang up. You, Rick. Rick. So turns out they would have had those girls, but Brad had to throw some stupid line about, "Hey, babe, wanna go mud wrestling?" or some gross crap like that. Phone rings, Rick picks it up, it's Edward, he's telling him, look, I need you, I lo- some woman stole my wallet, and remind mind you, remember how Rick is thinking, oh, dad's gonna get me back with this April Fool's joke stuff? That's all he thinks this is. Because Edward says, okay, here's the place where I'm at, go into the safe and get $400. And bring it to the, what do you call it, the middle note, or... Mellow Note, or whatever it's called. I'm sure it's not even called that. It's probably called, like, Dave's Bar or something. I don't know. So, and of course, yeah, we had to get one last Ricker in there. It's been probably over a season or more since we... I literally cannot remember the last time he said referred to himself as the Ricker, but, I mean, this is the second-to-last episode, so gotta get that Ricker in there one last time. But he does not believe Edward. He's like, you know what, Dad? (laughs) You want me to put the $400 in a sack and, like, throw it over my shoulder and cackle? (laughs) And he hangs up. So... Ever turns like, (laughs) oh boy. (laughs) And the fact that the bartender is in on this whole thing is really freaky. So he's in, um, Freeport? Is that where I thought he said? Freeport? Or Philmont? Or something. Let's see how this goes down, because clearly I don't think they're going to allow him another phone call, like... Give us your jacket. Okay, that watch, yeah. Oh, that wedding ring, we'll take that too. They're going to rough him up. I am worried. kids yeah you gonna try again my son try you know, to call dexter Think
1: i'm playing a practical joke on him. you know april fools yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, see, we play jokes on each other all the time you know this morning he sent the butcher to give me a summons <laughs> of course i didn't know it was the butcher i should have known He smelled like pork chops anyway i decided that if we we're going to have of you're giving me a headache <laughs> there's got to be a simplest solution i agree Break his fingers! Oh my God! Oh, no, 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 no! No! Wait! Wait! wait Don't break his wait. fingers! I, I, I'm meeting someone here. Zach Sabrisky. He'll give me the money. Start with his thumbs. No! 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 Uh, uh, please let me let me make another phone call. I, Try to I call can't
2: Dexter. Do that broken. Fingers.
0: Give him your watch, man. Okay, go ahead. But let's not make this an all-night affair.
2: All right, <laughs> get a hold of Dexter. Or try to call Rick again, I guess. <laughs> oh, you don't want to talk Dime back
1: then. Listen, I didn't want to call you, but you're my last hope, and these guys play rough. It's only $400, so if you would just... Hello? Who
2: the heck did he call Dexter? His wife? Did he call Kate?
1: Some friend. It was my father. Oh, come on! There he is! Sack! Ha ha! I told you he'd be here! Are you going have 400 right. bucks on him hey, for Zach. you? Ha ha! I'm glad to see you, buddy! I've seen that guy and stuff.
0: Nice to see you too, Edward. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Boy, is he you you grunt, you gorgeous? He played that pervert with a camera. You made still bald.
1: Wow! Oh, come on! I never thought of you as bald, old buddy! Oh, how's business? Good. How's
0: Sheila?
1: Fine. Can I borrow $400? (laughs) right? Zach, I know this sounds a little crazy, but see those guys over there? I owe them some money.
0: Oh. So, that's the reason you called me up after all these years.
1: (laughs) Oh, boy. No, no, Zach, this happened after
0: I called you. I promise, I swear. Well, I'm not surprised you're broke. If anyone was going to squander fortune, it was going to be Crazy Eddie.
2: Crazy Eddie? I,
0: I didn't squander anything. It was a pool game. Oh, of course. Gambling.
2: <laughs> Many a million has been lost that way. It, it was I only
1: did. $400, and that's all I need. 400 Now, come on, Zach. How do
2: you have that money on him?
0: For an old friend.
2: members only i'm not her. giving
0: you the money <laughs> it's the only way you're going to learn from this experience yeah but, but but you can't go through life expecting people to bail you out i'm not zach I... <laughs> oh my you'll thank me for this later
1: <laughs> no i won't baldy oh, well, time's me. up oh no wait wait okay now guys come on now you can't break my fingers i'm a i'm a surgeon no you're not just do the legs quick no. oh,
2: there they are is my
1: son can i be excused
0: <laughs> oh buddy oh, oh, oh. We're gonna kill what a toilet oh <laughs> well, yeah hey, are
1: you okay oh i'm fine i'm fine now did you bring the money you sure did here good good
0: hey ho. Oh, oh. well for somebody who didn't believe me you got here in a hurry well, Dad, when I saw your car was gone, you realized you might have done something dumb after all. <laughs> well, Dad, what
1: happened? Oh, it was just a friendly little pool game. You know, a bunch of guys playing, bucks. making some bets. And... You got hustled? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Here you are, the entire amount. I told you I was good for it. You wouldn't care to try to win it back, would you? No. no I wouldn't. <laughs> you know uh, I play a little pool. Brad... <laughs> Guys, let's just get out of here, huh?
2: He's got your toy that you made. Why is he getting the toy that you made?
1: Say, uh... What's that? It's a fidget widget. It's the latest thing. How's it work? Isn't
0: that
1: (laughs) (laughs) sure Brad. You're supposed to line up all the shapes on one side.
0: All kids' toy.
1: Ribbon oh yeah cube. it's not so easy though jake here is pretty good i could do that in two minutes you think come on any toddler could you care to make a little wager on that I, no no <laughs> no I, I don't think so. double or nothing all right <laughs> well
2: <laughs> okay. So yeah, I thought he was gonna call Dexter. He, I mean, Kate's out of town, so she wouldn't be available to help him out. I thought he was, might try to call Rick again, but not. He called his dad, Edward. Are you serious? Well, the fact of course he'd never heard of me. He's like, I'm. You don't know who I am? I'm Edward Stratton the and the rugged Richard Gere's all like, yeah, and I'm Henry the Eighth. I've never heard of you. So, and they keep saying, let's break his thumbs, let's, you know, on second thought, let's break his legs. It's like, oh they're starting to get really violent. Luckily, Rick, Brad, and Alfonso come down, and Rick's got the money, thank goodness. But before we get to that part, Edward's friend, who, he's like, oh, see, there's my friend Zach. And Zach seems like somebody who was like a prefect in his day, like, uh... Like Percy Weasley. He's like, well, gambling your money away is is never the right thing. I, I figured you'd go broke, crazy Eddie. Apparently they must have called him that in college or something like that. And he's like, the only way you'll ever learn. I want to look up and see if this guy was from, I don't know. But he looks like maybe he could have been that, if you've seen 1999's, or was it 98? Drop Dead Gorgeous with Kirstie Alley and Kirsten Dunst, Denise Richards and Ellen Bernst. Um, if if this is the guy I'm thinking of, this guy is the pervert who was one of the judges who had the camera and was filming the girls while they were performing and stuff like that. So I looked it up. I was totally, completely, 100% wrong. That was not the same guy. But Rick comes in with the money and he gives it to, um, the rugged Richard Gear guy to pay him off, like, here's your 400 He notices the bartender's playing with a fidget widget, and Edward kind of plays dumb, like, oh, what is that thing there? And the bartender's like, it's a fidget widget. It's the best thing ever. It's the hottest thing on the market. It's the coolest thing in the world. It's the next big thing, basically. And Edward's kind of like, oh, yeah, um, interesting. So I bet that thing is really... Uh, easy. I bet I could do that in a couple minutes. And the guy's like, the rugged Richard gear is like, what, are you serious? Even um, the bartender here can't even figure it out. And he's like, hey, care to make a wager on that? And Edward's like, ah, no, no, no. Well, even Brad at one point is like, hey, I'll play pool with you, sir. And it's like, Alfonso and Rick had to like put a hand over his mouth to shut him up. But Edward and Rick look at each other and they're like, hmm, well, the fidget widget, because Edward's already solved it a couple times, because it's that simple. It's basically because it's like you got to match the shapes and the colors on each side. Like, that is exactly what a Rubik's cr- Cube is. So according to the internet, the Rubik's Cube, not released on the world mark until 1980, and so basically, if that's the case, and it came out around the 80s, or if it came out in eighty then that means that it's seven years old already in 1987. So, apparently in the world of silver spoons, the Rubik's Cube does not exist. So, now it looks like Kate is back and Rick is telling Kate all about what happened in this bar. Like, we had to go rescue Dan. He got in over his head. He lost $400. Or maybe they made some back. Because we don't get to see Edward go head-to-head with the bartender with the fidget Widget.
0: So you see, Kate, when Dad asked me to bring all that cash, I figured he was trying to play a practical joke on me. <clears throat> oh, what well, you should have known your father wouldn't lie. That's what I told him. Yeah. And to think that the whole thing started because some guy stole your wallet. <laughs> Actually, yeah, sure, it was a guy. Yep. Kiss, kiss, whatever happened to honesty. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, all's well that ends well. I want enough cash to choke a horse. Yeah, but now you gotta <laughs> get your. Yeah. yeah. Drivers Rick, license. You are to put this back in a safe for me. and sure, yeah.
2: stuff for play. I get a twenty. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <God. laughs> oh, he got him! <laughs> <laughs> Pie in the face. In the safe. So, <laughs> I love how the fact that ever uh, Kate figures, oh, you know, that's sort of, that guy stole your wallet, and the look that passes between Edward and Rick, like, oh, yeah. All the, uh, that, that honesty there. And I'm just thinking, dude, you gotta replace your driver's license. You gotta replace your credit card. You gotta stop. Your bank cards, if you got them. Your debit cards. Anything else that's valuable that's in there. I pray he doesn't keep his social card on there. Otherwise, he's in deep doo-doo. But it's like, that is a serious thing. You lose your wallet. You lose everything that's in it. You aren't going to be able to go driving for a while until you get it replaced. So, yeah, they made a good deal of money on top of that 400 And... Edward says, hey, go put that in the safe. I had no idea the safe was behind that picture that's above the mantle that's been there for eons. And, of course, Rick opens it and out flies a cream pie, hitting him in the face. And, apparently, Edward and Kate were in on it the whole time. They were just playing a joke. And I'm just like, so that's how the episode ends. Like, okay, um, I'm going to rate it an average three out of five. Toy Trains, that's a rating, Toy Trains, because it didn't, it was not horrible. <laughs> I love kind of uh, those guys kind of messing with Ed. Well, they were serious. They wanted their money one way or another, either by breaking. What is breaking his thumbs or fingers or legs going to, how is that getting $400? It's not. That's how the episode ends. Um, as far as Silver Spoonful, which, oh my gosh, this is the second to last time I'll ever be saying that or giving a rating. So, Silver Spoonful, don't ever bet money against pool, even if you think you're good enough. There are people out there that will hustle you. Here's another thing. Don't put your wallet and your jacket and just leave it on a chair. In a place and leave, just up and leave it. Somebody will steal it. You keep your wallet, your billfold. You keep it on yourself, whether it's in your pocket or a fanny pack. No, they're not. you are like, hey you're a fanny pack." I mean, no one says that to me nowadays. That's my mode of how I carry things on my person is through a fanny pack. Those are actually coming back. Or, they have, but, I mean, that's the easiest thing. I mean, do you really want your pockets loaded down with your, like, car keys and your wallet and your whatever else? You want to, your phone? No, just fit it in a fanny pack, and then you're good to go. I have it in front of me, so I see it at all times, and I have, make sure, like, the, the little clasp thing is in the back underneath like, whatever jacket I'm wearing, so it's not like someone's gonna come up behind me and, like, try to take my fanny pack off of me. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna know, like, someone's yeah. But that's a silver spoonful. Keep your wallet on you at all times. Don't put your social security card in your wallet. That is so dangerous. People lose their identities that way. And with the DMV and stuff like that, that is like, you can barely get an appointment since everything's been shut down this year. Don't hassle yourself with, you know, don't lose your driver's license. It is such a pain. Not that I lost my driver's license, thank goodness, but... Better safe than star. Sorry. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, so we'll just call this an episode of April Fool's Pranks. There <laughs> so were actually only officially two I gotta say, I like Rex more because that seemed more semi-believable than just a regular old pie in the face. But, alright! I'm ready! Oh my goodness, this is it. Oh my goodness, I feel like I'm gonna burst into tears. This is the next episode, is the very last episode of this podcast, and oh my gosh, I'm gonna miss the Strattons, I'm gonna miss... Rick and Edward and Kate and Dexter and Alfonso and not Brad and I, uh, I'm i gonna miss them all I have had so much fun and just went on this journey with Rick and Edward and Kate and Dexter and Alfonso and I just I, I loved it I've had so much fun and I really hope all of you have had fun on this journey along with me so let's let's do this the final episode here we go all right, now I'm going to be t- discussing season five, episode twenty-four, the series finale, also the twenty-fourth episode of season five, which aired March fourth, nineteen eighty-seven. In this episode, let me give you the title. I'm sorry, I feel like I'm zipping. The title: "Let It Snow, Let It Snow." March 4th, 1987. In this episode, Kate and Edward try to have a romantic weekend in the snow, but Rick, Alfonso, Brad, and Dexter spoil their plans. Getting time alone is impossible, especially when a blizzard hits their cabin. Now, I know that we've seen episodes in the past seasons where there is a remote cabin that they go to. I think there's one in season two where They take Dexter up to a cabin, and they encounter a bear at the end, towards the end of the episode. Um, I kind of wonder if maybe this might be the same type of set, or I'm even thinking the episode where it's supposed to be Rick and Edward going, and Kate kind of jumps in like, hey, I'll go with you all three, you know, stay at this uh, hotel cabin resort thing and Rick i believe leaving and Edward's got to try to find him in the snow and everything like that. I think that was also season t- no that was season one. It was like three's a crowd or something to that effect. Um, I'm just kind of curious if it's a set that maybe they've used in the past but we'll see once we get there. This episode's got a 7.7 out of 10 based on 20 ratings. Do we have any guest stars? Girl Scout, played by Kathy Wagner. Does that name sound familiar? Uh, she was in Poltergeist 2 as Kane's people. Um, and a movie called How High... Oh, she was in the... <gasps> this girl played Lisa Berlini?! This would have been a year before the wonder years. Oh my god. Yes, now we know who she is. Oh, this is wild. Kathy wait, she is so pretty. Kathy Wagner is adorable. She's playing a girl scout. Oh, well that's probably cuz in the wonder years she was probably like 12 and here she's probably going to like 10 or 11. John Siguglia Cigwig- <laughs> also is directing this episode, the series finale. David, David David W. Duclan, Ron Levitt, Michael G. Moy, Martin Cohen, Howard Leeds, Ben Starr, Jim Gielgen, and Danny Callis, the many people behind the scenes writing on the staff of. Silver Spoons. I almost said Small Wonder. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, There are new user... Is there a user review? I don't see one here. Last show of the series. That's the trivia, everybody. There's never any trivia. There isn't even any... No one's singing a tune. No one's singing a tune this episode. So, Alright, let's jump into it. So we get out of the intro... We're in the living room, Edward's got his skis, Rick's bringing his Edward's poles for Kate and Edward's romantic weekend in the snow up at Lake uh, Tarawak or something. He's like, Dad, I can't believe you're going skiing. And Edward says, well, I'm sure it's going to snow. It's going to snow. It'll be fine.
0: (laughs) well here
1: they are oh great you found the poles
0: yeah i found them but dad i don't know why you need them there's not gonna be much skiing done at mount terawack will you stop that it's gonna Terawak. snow believe
1: me i've got a sixth sense about these things yeah right.
0: yeah dad you told me the famous nose for snows hey hey <laughs> never failed yet did you dad, say i don't nervous? know why i am even packing my skis i should be packing a skateboard yeah well
1: speaking of packing how did you pack enough warm clothes you pack your flannel pajamas and your heavy socks i didn't think dad, he was going on the trip anymore.
0: I'm almost 17. He's still 16? Right, God, sorry. he's been 16 okay, since that episode do Don't forget four. your mittens.
2: <laughs> uh, I guess it's the Girl Scout. Hey, nope. guys. It's yeah, yeah. Alfonso and Brad oh, yes. and Dexter. Morning, Edward. Morning. No time for standing around. We have
1: to be on that highway at 8.04. 8.04? 8:04? <laughs> yes, if we're going to make it there for lunch at 12. The journey is 166 miles, so at the average speed of 52 miles per hour, we should get there in three hours, 58 minutes including one stop for gas and an eight-minute potty break. <laughs> I need nine. Then you'll be left behind. <laughs> help me Richard with the luggage.
2: I didn't think they were going with them. Here,
0: my dad wanted you to have this to cover my share of the trip. Oh. Five dollars?
1: <laughs> Gosh, he didn't have to do that.
0: Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> yep. Where's all the luggage?
1: It's all packed and put in a car. General Dexter has us on a pretty tight schedule.
0: Oh, this is going to be a fun weekend.
1: (laughs) Honey, I thought you were looking forward to getting away.
0: Well, that's why I thought it was just going to be the two of us.
1: Well, honey, Rick naturally assumed that he was coming with us. Why? He wanted Alfonso to come. Alfonso wanted Dexter to come.
0: Who wanted Brad to come? Yeah, really? His family. (laughs) Yeah, they want to get rid of him.
2: He's Funny the Kimmy Gibbler. In
1: our own cozy little cabin, far away from Brad, and far away from Rick, and far away from Alfonso and Dexter.
0: Ooh. Kate, Edward, there's no
1: time for that now. Come on, let's go. Move them out. Up, two, three, four. I said this <laughs> is
2: going to be a fun
0: weekend.
2: I was under the impression that they end up crashing the ski lodge when they get there. I didn't know that they were actually gonna, the guys and Dex were all going with them. And Edward's telling him, like, son, no, you got all your stuff, your long johns, your mittens, all that hoopla-poopla. And Rick's like, Dad, I'm almost 17. He has been 16 years old since the season four. Let me look it up, because... <laughs> This is ridiculous. He has been, let's see, season four. What was it? It was the season four, episode 23, Rick at 16. He has been 16 years old for a season and an episode. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Usually you like get a year older, he's 16 why the heck is he looking at colleges right now he's not applying to any place but anyway Dexter of course as rigorous as he is he's like hey we got a schedule we got to be on the road at 805 we got to be on this particular highway we got like a, a minute stop for gas we got an 8 minute pee break for everybody involved he's just so regimented and everything down to the second he's Like, let's go let's go let's go and of course, Brad's father gave Edward five dollars. And Edward just like oh, God, we gotta pay for this kid too. Cause you know that Dexter and Alfonso, Dexter's gonna pay for Alfonso to be fine. And you know, Rick is still living under their roof, so Edward and Kate are responsible for his share of paying for the skiing and all that fun stuff. But Bra- But then again, we saw Brad's father. We know what he's like. He's a cheapskate. So, and of course, Rick wanted to bring Alfonso, Alfonso, of course, from, I don't know when Dexter wanted to come and who invited Brad, will never know. And then of course, Edward, you know, Kate was originally happy about this trip when it was just going to be the two of them. And now it's just like, Ugh, I don't even want to do this now he's like, honey, it'll be fine. When we get to the cabin, we can get our own little cozy area far away from the boys and Dexter. It'll be great. And, of course, they start kissing and macking on each other. And Dexter comes in. He's like, hey, no time for that now. Let's go, 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 go. All right, let's get to the cabin. It's already snowing. That is pretty from the outside. I like that stock footage. Really kind of a, it's a brown... Wood cabin, kind of rustic looking. Kind of, sort of rustic. Oh, well,
0: this is wonderful.
2: This just looks Miles just away like from that everything. cabin.
1: Didn't I tell you?
0: That yes, you
1: told him. me. Didn't I tell you it was gonna snow? Yes. Didn't I She's tell you? getting Please, irritated no, I you by so. him.
0: Spending six hours in a crowded van was bad enough. A van? Yeah, you
1: know, I had no idea that Dexter's favorite song was Row, Row, Row Your Boat.
0: Mm. And where did Brad get that harmonica?
1: No, well, honey, six there's no hours. harmonica now, and there's no crowd, and there's no singing.
0: Oh.
1: There's only us. Ooh. All
0: our little. <laughs> hey, Dad. <laughs> oh, sorry. Did you stomp your feet? Yeah. Boy, Dad, it sure is snowing out there. Didn't I tell you it was going to snow? Yes, you did, Dad. You told me at the house and at the rest stop and when we skidded off the road and plowed into the snowbank.
2: Oh, my gosh. He was driving?
0: Didn't I tell you we needed chains? <clears throat> yes.
2: Who was driving?
0: And it's a good thing Kate knew how to put them on.
2: <laughs> oh, you're
0: from Ohio. Oh, you settled in? How's your cabin? Oh, it's great, Kate. You know, it's a lot like this, Dad, only no fireplace. Uh-huh. And not as many windows. Oh, come yeah. on. Well, ours is quite a bit smaller. Ah. Dad, it's a dump. <laughs>
1: come on, Rick. You're not even going to be in it that long. You're going to be skiing down Mount Tarowak 16 hours a day. That's right.
0: Come on in. Stomp your feet first. Wow, this is a great cabinet. Yeah, it's a lot like ours, except ours doesn't have a fireplace, and it's a lot smaller. We know, we know. <laughs> Where's Dexter? He said he was going to get ready to hit the slopes.
1: Hey, hey, that's what we all should be doing. Somebody want to help me bring in the groceries,
0: huh? Groceries? Down boy, down boy. <laughs> yeah, Brad, if you help, there'll be no groceries. Yeah, really, we all know how
2: you like to pile. Like, oh, oh, Dexter, adorable. He <laughs> <laughs> looks so cute. Uh, you
0: look fun. Fabulous. So,
1: latest in ski gear, the boots are by Gucci, the jacket, pants by Descent, goggles, and gloves by Pierre Cardin. <laughs>
2: stomp your
1: feet. Stomp my feet. No, stomp
2: them. Oh. <laughs> I just got myself. <laughs> Six hours in a van with three teenagers in a drill sergeant and and a harmonica and how many renditions of Row, 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 Your Boat, which apparently is Dexter's favorite song, would make anyone want to plug their ears up. (laughs) Apparently they also drove into a snowbank. Luckily, Kate put chains on the tires, which I'm like, well, she's from Ohio. I'm sure they get snow just as well as uh, New York or Michigan. So they're just like, oh, it's so nice. The kids are in their own cabin with Dexter and we're here alone. And they start kissing, of course, who comes in, but the ki- Rick, he's like, oh, wow. You know, yours is nice. Your cabin is nice. It's got a fireplace. It's got windows. And basically he estimates like our cabin's a dump. Even Brad comes in with Alfonso It's like, yeah, your place has a fireplace and like it's a lot bigger. Ours is really small. And Edward says, yeah, I know that. And so Dexter's getting all dressed to hit the slopes and Edward says, hey, why don't you guys go get ready to hit the slopes yourselves? I loved Dexter's outfit. I thought it was adorable, like canary yellow and light sky blue. Both Edward and Kate were wearing Fila, F-I-L-A, snow gear. Now, I'm only familiar with that from One Tree Hill. The character Nathan Scott wore a lot of, you know, Fila sportswear and stuff so alright looks like hopefully Edward and Kate have some alone time together they got a nice fire going they got some uh, wine and glasses this alone time is not going to last you're like boys I know that the cabin you're in is small but seriously suck it up and deal with it That is a fake bear rug. Oh, that's kinda cute. He turned the lights on. It's not a real bear. (laughs) Sorry,
1: I'm hoping to get lucky. I'm hoping.
2: Ooh,
0: what is this? A fire? Dim lights? Brandy? Brandy. Oh, after That'll a hard day warm. on the slope,
1: I thought it'd be nice to relax.
0: Oh,
2: they went on the slope. You can
0: relax in your own time.
1: Oh. Ooh. Ooh.
0: Ooh. Guys, hey boy, get here. out of there! We're <laughs> starved. I'll get some Go cookies. Go away! <laughs> hey, how about some TV?
1: Sick of it.
0: Hey, Dad, how about some cheese doodles? Oh!
1: Uh, no, thank you, I think... Yeah, this is a
0: great one! Yeah, this is the one where Gilly can get stuck in the gorilla suit. Oh!
1: Look, guys, why don't you go on back to your cab where you can have a little
0: privacy?
2: Yeah, really?
0: Yeah, but Dad, we don't have a TV. Tom. We don't have a TV? Here, take this one, yeah. There you go. You got a TV. Goodbye. Right? Thanks. Sure.
2: And
1: if you you take
2: there your fast, cheese you doodles that and get out. Oh, yeah, oh, trying to be so Lock subtle. Lock the door when they leave. Lock that
1: door. No, he didn't. Well, they'll
2: be back. Where were we? Oh, let's
0: see. Uh, you were here, mm-hmm. and I was here, mm-hmm. and, and my left arm was over your shoulder like this, and uh-huh. um, oh, wasn't this where you were breathing heavily? uh. Just like
2: that. Oh come on!
1: I hope that's your heart beating.
2: (laughs) Who is it, Dexter? What? What?
0: What? Are you serious? What? Get out! We got rid of them. Oh good, now the adults can play. Play games with the kids, Dexter. Mine. Yeah, we
1: have our choice of Pupaki, ah! Chinese checkers, Scrabble, and my favorite, Monopoly. Listen, Dex. Uh, Kate and I were kind of hoping. Yeah, you know, I'm time. grateful you two are here. It's so lonely back in my cabin. Afonso's off playing with the boys. There's no one to talk to, no one to be with. You were saying, Edward?
2: Oh, you gotta be joking! I'll
1: be the sports car. I'll
2: be the top hat. <laughs> Yeah, they're not getting any alone time whatsoever. The The boys come in. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go get my cheese doodles. Oh, let's go watch Gilligan on the TV. <sighs> so Rick's like, dad, but there isn't a TV at our cabin. So Edward's like, you want a TV? Here, take this TV, take your cheese noodles, and please get out of here. So he and Kate can finally have some alone time. And as soon as they start kissing, who comes in knocking on the door but Dexter? He's got, like, five games that probably all take forever, especially Monopoly. He's like, oh, I'm so lonely. Alfonso's hanging out with the boys and I'm by myself. And, uh, 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 so like, ah, oh, fine, I'll be there. I'll be there. Uh. You guys should have seriously just taken a weekend away. Just like, i want to lock the door as soon as those boys were out there lock that door lock that door granted it's not gonna stop dexter from pounding on it wanting to like let's go play a bunch of board games this is so inconsiderate i get it they're teenagers and dexter's well dexter but let them have their alone time see how monopoly's going because we all know that takes a lifetime and a half to play
1: You know what I love about playing Monopoly?
2: They're falling asleep. No, what? It can go on forever. <laughs> that's what I hate about
1: it. It already has, Dex. Yeah, you need to go, Dex. we
2: really <coughs> knocked ourselves
0: out of. the Yeah, buddy, anymore. we want
1: to get a early start if we're going to beat those crowds, do so huh? Maybe we can play tomorrow evening again, right? Well, no.
0: sure. So why don't you let me help you clean up? Oh, no, we'll take care of that. <laughs>
2: there. Oh, go, no, go, look, go, look go, at all go. that snow. Yeah, it's a lot prettier outside. Yeah, Bye. 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 Lock bye. the door. Ooh. Thank you.
0: Edward?
1: Yes, Michelle?
0: I'm sitting on a hotel. I think I'll
2: change it to something more comfortable.
1: Can I watch? (laughs) (laughs) Latest news on the weather front. Blizzard conditions have been reported in and around the area of Mount Tarawak. Sub-zero temperatures and gusting winds up to 50 miles per hour are expected. Authorities are urging all people in the vicinity of Mount Tarawak to stay put as all roads are closed to traffic. Didn't I tell you it was going to (laughs) snow?
2: right well (laughs) it looks like edward and kate look like they're about they're already falling asleep i'm sure they're not even halfway through monopoly and they kick dexter out like you gotta go they open the door it starts pouring in spitting in snow they're actually helping him put his hat and coat and gloves on and scarf and like go 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 and look like he locks the door turns the lights down. (laughs) <laughs> he bends Kate over the ta- backwards over the table, and she's like, "Um, I'm sitting on a hotel, which those little plastic pieces have gotta really hurt. If you s- sit on them." So she says, "I'll go get more comfortable." He's like, Oh, can I watch?" So they go off. We hear on the radio because he turned the radio on that there's a blizzard coming. I, um, they're even saying if you're up there at Lake, whatever stay put. Don't try to get out on the roads because everything is going to be shut down. Like You better hope that food you got lasts. So let's see what's going on now. If the boys and Dexter don't have a radio, they have no idea that any of this is happening. Oh my god, the heat
0: And and he's under there. What are you doing? I'm trying to sleep by the fire. It's freezing in that bedroom. Well,
1: that's because you left too soon. <laughs> well, no wonder you're freezing, honey. It's 33 degrees in here.
0: Well, turn up the heat.
1: No, it is up.
0: Oh, hey, well, nothing's coming out. Yeah.
1: Well, it's okay. We still got the fireplace. I'll just go out and get some more wood. Oh.
0: Look at that wind blowing that snow! That's only like 50 minutes I want
1: to see the boys' cabin. Honey, the boys' cabin's the other way.
0: Not anymore.
1: <laughs> well, I'm all set. Edward, mm. be careful. Don't you worry, little lady. It takes more than a few fluffy snowflakes to discourage me.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah, uh-huh, that wind and that snow cannot not be on your
1: I got a better idea. Why don't we share that blanket by the fire?
0: Good thinking, Duke. <laughs>
2: oh. oh. up oh. in, like, pajamas and
1: of? Oh, 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 oh. Blanket, oh. blanket, blanket.
2: Oh. Oh.
0: You're not going to sleep with that hat on, are you?
1: Oh, sorry.
2: So she can wear it. Alright, so... Kate comes out wearing a blanket and, of course, her pajamas. And Ever comes out in basically thermal shirt and thermal pants, so thermal underwear. And he's freezing because apparently it's like 30 degrees in there and Kate tells him to turn the thermostat up and he's like, no, it's up. It's not going any higher. As in, that's pretty much what it is inside there. And not to mention all those windows, you can imagine how much cold air is seeping through, or probably even under the, cra- the crack under the door. So, Edward comes out, like I said, in his thermal jammies and sees Kate bundled up with a blanket. He's like, Oh, what are you doing? And she's like, Well, I'm going to sleep by the fire. You know, it's too cold in that bedroom. And he's like, Well, you left so soon. I'm like, if it's 30 degrees in there, you ain't having no hanky-panky, I'm telling you. The last thing you want to do if you're that cold, and I mean cold, cold, is do that. Hey, it might help you stay warm for a little bit, but, <laughs> yeah. So, he says, we still got the fireplace, I'll go out get some wood, it'll be fine. And he starts putting on his boots and his all his other stuff. And Kate's remarking about, wow, look at that snow really blow. I'm like, well, the, the radio said it was going to be like 50 mile per hour winds. Well, that's not going to imagine. I'm surprised, like, that glass and the windows aren't breaking. And she's like, we can barely see the boy's cabin. And Edward says, well, honey, the cabin's the other way. And she's like, well, not anymore, it's not. What, did the cabin blow away? I don't know. So, he's like, alright, I'm all set to go. And she's like, Edward, please be careful. And, of course, he's pulling out some John Wayne. We gotta get uh, Joel Higgins' John Wayne impression. It seems like every guy that was in their 40s in 1980, whatever, could... My dad would do a John Wayne impression... He, he loved John Wayne. He would watch True Grit all the time. He'd always say, hey there, little sister. <laughs> like, what? Dad, don't do that. You're weird. I would always say, as a teenager, I usually roll my eyes like, dad, please, you're weird. Stop. So, he's doing his John Wayne impression. I'm like, oh, little lady, it takes a, more than a few snowflakes to... Knock me over. He opens the door, and the wind is so strong, it knocks him back and over the couch, onto the floor. And it's that strong. So, Everett, <laughs> after he's been blown back onto the couch, he's like, I got a better idea. Why don't we share that blanket by the fire? And uh, so, they lay on that fake bear rug and cuddle under the blanket. And, of course... What happens next? The door opens and all the boys and Dexter all come in. Like, it's freezing over there in our cabin. There's no heat. And then Rick's like, there's no heat over here. Like, well, duh. Of course there's no, there's, there's no heat anywhere. Oh, they still have electricity. I will never know. I gotta say, I mean, since this is the last episode and all, I am really digging Joel's hands <laughs> in those thermal jammies. They are very nice. So yeah, of course, before the boys and Dexter come in the door, <laughs> Kate says, oh, you're not going to sleep with that hat on, are you? He's like, oh yeah, right here. And she's like, great. And she takes it and she puts it on her head. <laughs> like, psych, my hat now. And Alfonso's like, hey, at least you guys got a fireplace. And Kate says, yeah, but we don't have any wood. And I don't know what Brad's holding there exactly, but yeah, I got some wood here. So, what they decide to do is take every bit of piece of wood that they can find. Every single wood chair is dismantled to the point where they have nothing left. They're standing in an open room with no furniture because they burned it all. And apparently, uh, Naugahyde burns really fast. Dexter reports like, I'M GONNA DIE! Ah." Please, Dexter, you're scaring the children. Alright, so luckily at the rental agency, they give Edward a number of a guy, a caretaker that he can call. The phone is dead. Well, of course it is. How are there still lights on in that place? You'd think the electricity would've went out. I mean, if the heat's out, the electricity, the phone lines are down, Yeah. But they still have light right now. They can still see each other. Like, oh, well, I'm sure this Busby character will come and get in his pickup and come up here and help us out. It's like, the roads are closed. Nobody's going anywhere. They tell you to stay off the roads. Granted, who listens. No one listens to that. That's why there's so many accidents during the wintertime. Because everyone needs to go to KFC and get a bucket of chicken. Because they don't have any power and they can't run their oven or their microwave. It's like, how many people? It's a blizzard outside. Let's go rent a video from, like, Blockbuster. Like, It's a blizzard outside, and the roads are bad, and you want to rent a video? Ugh! <sighs> so, Edward says the phone's dead, and Dexter's like, and hey, we're next! And Edward tells him, no, we're not next. We just gotta try to stay warm. And Ed Alfonso says, hey, how about the fireplace? You know, and get some wood. And Rick's like, great! What are we gonna chop it down with, a butter knife? And of course, Edward's like, we got to think of something else that'll burn. And he says, Brad. And Brad looks at him like, Oh my gosh, you're going to burn me! And like, no, the chair you're sitting in. Get out of it, so we can dismantle it. They pretty much dismantle all the chairs in there that have wood attached to it. Apparently, it burns very fast, and they got to find something else. Luckily, they find fu- uh, coat hangers, some toothpicks, some other whatever. That um, end table with a lamp on it. I think there's like a wood mantelpiece or something too that they can toss in there. So they're pretty much standing in an open, empty room. Eventually, they do find an axe and Edward's like, well, I'll go cut down some wood. And Rick's like, no, Dad, seriously, I'm 16. I can do this. It's like, you're 16. You ain't using no axe, buddy. You've never used one before. You're gonna take your hand off. But... Edward trusts him and the boys to get out there and get some wood. Oh, come on. oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh, They're all coming in
0: there. Dad, it was freezing over at our place, so we came over here. Well it's
2: freezing here. Hey Dad,
0: too. it's freezing here too. Yeah. yeah I know they're There's something wrong with the heater in the. (laughs) At least you guys got a fireplace. Yes, but no wood. I got some. (laughs) Some? It's only one little log. That's all there was. Good Lord, we're all gonna die.
1: (laughs) We're not gonna die, Dexter. Now look here. They gave me at the rental agency a number of a guy to call. He's a caretaker in case of an emergency. Well, Dad, that's nice to know
0: in case one should come up. (laughs) Edward,
1: yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I'll just give yeah. old Lenny Buddy here a That guy's gone. He is
0: not there. He'll get in his old pickup
1: and high tail it up here with some firewood, I bet you.
0: The phone's
2: dead.
1: If the phone was working.
2: <laughs> what?
1: The phone's dead. And we're next. <laughs> we're not next. We just have to figure out a way to keep warm, that's all.
0: Look, why don't we just go out and chop ourselves some wood? A hey, great idea. Yeah, with what, guys? A butter knife? <laughs> what a dumb idea! He's right. We
1: gotta think of something else that'll burn. Brad.
2: <laughs> what? You yeah, sacrifice
1: that Get up off the chair, Brad.
0: <laughs> well, then, you're not gonna burn that, are you?
1: Honey, it's ten degrees below zero out there. Come on, nobody's gonna miss a single little chair.
0: Ugh. Oh my God! we it like every bit. It's amazing of... how fast a room full of furniture burns.
1: <laughs> Nothing like a weekend in the country. The snow, crisp mountain air, the smell of burning
0: nogai. <laughs> well, Dad, this is it. The last of the bedroom door. Oh my God! Well, there's got to be other things in here we can burn. Hey, how about the front door?
2: No, because
1: it's going to run in the snow and the wind. Well, I'll tell you what, spread out, look for anything that'll burn. Oh. Cardboard, paper, wood, anything. Well,
0: what about this? We'll mantle? find lots of stuff. Oh, sure, we will. Oh, here, this will burn my legal patent and pencils. Look, some wooden hangers. Hey, all oh, right. Oh, excellent, Alfonso. Oh, Get down, wooden spoons. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, terrific. Hey, I found some toothpicks. <laughs> yeah. You don't like any of my ideas.
1: Hey, 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 this book will burn nicely. Oh,
0: I don't like the idea of burning a book. No, I agree. It's
1: Harold Robbins.
0: Chuck it in there. <laughs> Harold Robbins. This is mostly wood. Axe, you're right, that's perfect. It'll... Wait, no. Be an be an axe. Stuff. An axe. We've been looking for the axe all night. We can chop down a tree. We're saved, we're saved. <laughs> yeah, thanks to me. <laughs> Come on, men. There's work to do. Uh, Rick, you sure you can handle that thing? <laughs> trust me. <laughs>
1: I do trust you, but I think chopping down a tree is best left to an adult.
0: You see, Dad, you're doing it again. I'm not a kid. You're
2: 16, let man. chopping down no tree Rick, with an axe. Be
0: careful. Dad, I will. Look, I know what I'm doing.
2: No, you don't. See? <laughs> well, that's a
0: dumb place for
2: whatever that was (laughs) Kate of course this is a dumb question what if they don't find any trees and Edward's like honey we're in the middle of a forest there are trees all around us I'm sure they'll find some so Kate is already thinking worst case scenario we're all gonna freeze to death and die what if we don't get out of this and Edward's like will you stop that already we will get out of this well, so, it's almost like it makes me think of when Jack and Rose were, you know, well, Jack was in the water and she's saying, you know, her goodbyes. Like, don't do that. Don't say your goodbyes. And that's just like, case like, no, let me say this. He says, if the worst should happen, if we don't make it, I want you to know I've always loved you. And I'm like, well, you're his wife. I would hope so. Well, at least for the time that you've been together and married. It'd be kind of weird if you said, you know, I really don't like you and I just married you because there's nobody else. Like, she's not going to say that to him. (laughs) And he says thank you and kisses her and she looks at him like, well, don't you want to say something to me? He says, isn't there something you'd like to say to me since, you know, this might be the end? And he says, if this is the end, which it's not, I want you to know that there's no one else I would rather face the end with. And they start making out again. <laughs> well, I mean, you gotta do something to keep warm. Have you ever kissed anyone who has cold lips? I have. It's not. I don't mean like the person's dead. I mean their lips are cold because it's cold in the room. Or you've been outside and it's cold out and you come inside and you like, oh, your lips are chilly. Woo! Dexter's <laughs> been under that blanket the whole time on the floor. It's like, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and Edward and Kate break apart and they look down like, Dexter, what have you been- how long have you been down there? First kind of and I'm like, oh my gosh, look at us! Here we're talking about the end and dying and freezing to death. And Kate's like, oh, we're talking silly like that. Well, you were. And Edward's like, yeah, we got three healthy boys out there, chopping down wood, we'll be fine. Well, you ain't gonna see your kid again. Edward,
0: what if they don't find any trees?
2: You're in the woods.
0: There's all trees all around you.
1: Honey, we're in the middle of a forest.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Edward? Uh. Well, why do we don't get out of this?
1: Will you stop that? We are going to get out of this. Now, don't be foolish.
0: No, please. Let me say this.
2: What?
0: If the worst should happen, and, and we, we, we don't make it, I just want you to know... I've always loved you. Well, you're married. I
2: hope you
0: do. Isn't there something you'd like to say to me, since this might be the end?
1: Well, honey, if this is the end, which it isn't, I want you to know that there's nobody I'd rather face
0: it with. That's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard.
1: Us. Come on! Talking silly you like got that! Three healthy teenage boys out there. Yeah. Huh? Those kids will come through for us. That's you, nothing to worry about, huh? Yeah, <laughs> be as warm as toast. Yeah, yeah, don't cut down more wood than you can shake a stick at. it.
2: <laughs> so yeah, they're really depending on the boys to get back with wood. Like, hey, once I get back here, we'll have so much wood we won't know what to do with it. We'll be so warm, we'll be sweating off, we'll have to be taking off our layers. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Well there she is a little thing for sure look what those ninnies chopped down <laughs> don't
0: call my friends ninnies yeah this tree put up some fight
1: well this just proves once again i suppose that there's things you can't leave in the hands of babes oh come on
0: dad we're not babes hey it's better than being ninnies <laughs> it's
1: a job for men come on dex huh <laughs> he ain't
0: going out there
1: oh yes coming <laughs> Now, while you kids clean up your mess, we'll go down and chop up a bigger tree.
2: Yeah, right. Edward, be careful.
1: I will, little old lady.
0: Well, we can burn that little tree while we're waiting. We already did. Oh,
2: come on. Seriously? Yeah, they get it basically a Charlie Brown Christmas tree to burn. And Edward says, see, this is why the men have to cut down the trees and not the little children. Dexter, let's go cut down a manly tree. <laughs> so Dexter and Edward leave. <laughs> and now we got, oh, Kate says, well, at least we got that little tree to burn. And Rick says, no, we we already burned it. It's gone. Burnt up like a little matchstick
0: a little over an hour seems like days I'm starting to hallucinate I keep seeing a nice warm, bubbly, hot tub. I keep seeing Madonna
2: <laughs> I bet you do
0: Hey, is there any way we can combine those two? <laughs> hang in here guys Edward will be back any minute, we'll be warm again Miss Stratton <sighs> in case I don't make it Brad, we're gonna make it please let me finish in case I don't make it I just want you to know that yes that my parents will probably sue I'm no. but please don't take it personal
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh get out of the way oh that's just wonderful now you have an open window with all that snow and fire's
0: completely out.
1: Everybody okay?
0: I think so. Well, Dad, you did cut down a bigger tree. What about getting
1: out Well, you supposed to fall the other way.
0: Oh, great. Dad, what are we going to do? Well, maybe we ought to uh, huddle up to keep warm. Okay.
1: I'll tell you what we're going to do right away is strip some of these branches and put them in the fire.
2: There's nothing
0: left. Man, I'm beginning to hallucinate again. I just thought I saw flashlights. Brad, your hallucinations are so good, I thought I saw lights too. Wait a minute, did. that's not a hallucination. That... A rescue party! It is a rescue party! Yeah. Oh, safe. Yay! they are I oh, oh man, that must be <laughs> the ski <laughs> patrol. Are you kidding? In this weather, it's gotta be the National Guard or right? the Army.
2: Girl Scout, Scout seventy nine. We'll have you out of here no time. How in the world? So as Kate and the boys are sitting there trying not to hallucinate, Alfonso's like, "Oh, I, I'm thinking of a nice hot, warm hot tub," and Brad's like, "I'm thinking of Madonna." And Rick says, "Hey, can we combine those two ideas?" Ah. <laughs> uh. So, of course, we hear a tree falling. Apparently, it was supposed to fall the other way, but it fell and broke the window, so you got all the cold air and snow blowing in. And they're like, "Hey, let's strip off these br- small branches off this tree and get it in the f- get the fire going." Brett says, "I think I'm hallucinating again because I see like flashlights." And Rick's like, I don't think you're hallucinating, Brad. I think those are actual flashlights out there. And Edward and Kate also see it. Like, hey, it's the rescue mission or the the rescue squad or patrol. It's the Girl Scouts. How in the holy heck did they manage to get through that storm? Were they staying there, too? Of course, we get the little girl played by who plays Lisa Berlini in the first couple episodes of... Yeah, in the phone call and dance with me in season one, episode five and six of the Wonder Years, she says, we'll have you out in no time. So, all right, let's see how uh, they get back to the, uh, they they make it out alive. So it's not like they ended like, oh, they're not going to be saved or something like that. But they get, they get back home. And Brad, of course, made before they get back home, Brad makes a joke before Edward and Dexter get there, like, oh, in case we don't make it out alive, my parents might sue you, so don't take it personally. <laughs> yeah, because his dad definitely seems like someone who would do that just to get money.
0: Thanks a lot, Dex. Yeah, see you, Fox. Oh, Oh, it's so nice to be back in our own little
2: house. Let me guess. There's
1: no power in? there. It only cost me $81,000. Oh. Holy
0: shit. At least we own a cabin. <laughs> <laughs> All we need is a roof, a couple of walls, and a whole lot of furniture. <laughs> well, guys, what should we plan for our next vacation? Oh, uh, on my next vacation, I want to go where there's no snow. Yeah, no wind no bread where are we gonna find a place like that here at home i think we already have
2: yeah. Aww. all right so i guess it turns out all the damage that they did to that cabin Costs $81,000. So basically, I guess they own that cabin now. <laughs> Good grief. That place was not worth $81,000. But yeah, they do make it back. They say goodbye to Dexter and Alfonso. And they're like, okay, uh, they're just so happy that their place is just, it's got four walls, it's got heat, it's got electricity... And it's like, where can we go on our next vacation? And Kate's like, somewhere without snow. And Edward says, somewhere without Brad. And, of course, I love... This is cute. I like that this is the final scene where Rick puts his... All three of them are on the couch. Rick's in the middle. He puts his feet up on the coffee table. Kate also does the same thing, and so does Edward. And I love how Rick puts his arm around kate and his arm around edward and it's like i find no better place to be than right here at home and i'm just like now that was a good ending i like that just them all three of them on the couch like that is perfect 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 and that is the final episode of silver spoons i thought this was cute as far as for the final rating of the toy train rating, I'm gonna give it a five out of five. I honestly did not see anything that overly annoyed me. I me mean, yeah, the fact that Edward and Kate couldn't get their alone time, but they'll they'll get that later in their bedroom. <laughs> um, Silver spoonful. Li- We now have the technology that we can kind of plan ahead for bad weather if we're going on a vacation somewhere. Like, hey, we want to go into a cabin and it's going to be wintry. What's the weather report? Is there going to be down power lines? Is there going to be a snowstorm, a blizzard that's going to snow us in and we'll lose electricity and heat and all that stuff? But, I mean... But then again, maybe this was like a, a, a freak storm that was not going to... But And it's 1987 so the only thing they have to go based on the weather is either what's on the news for that day, the weather report, or whatever's in the paper that day. So, <clears throat> granted they were staying somewhere outside of the city. So, yeah. But, yes. This was a great way to the to end, to end the show. I just... This scene here with them on the couch together. Oh, Alright, so I hope you all enjoyed this final two episodes of Silver Spoons. I, like I said, I really enjoyed doing this podcast over the last couple years, and I look forward to continuing in January with Different Strokes to Move the World, the unofficial Different Strokes podcast. So look for that in January, along also with continuing... Episodes of Full House. And as I said before, the Facebook page and Instagram probably won't be nearly as active as it's been. Even though it's been basically just episode stuff. But yeah, I've had a fun time. And I, I hope you all had a fun time with the podcast. So, bye bye everybody.